You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all today, and today's show is going to be something so special, a time together that I just know with all my heart will be a blessing in many ways for all of us. So where to begin? Um, I just read in an NEA Today article that more than half More than half of educators are thinking of leaving the profession earlier than they planned. And I read in an NPR article that according to the NEA, the the National Education Association, the U.S. is facing a shortage of 300,000 teachers. How in the world can that be? I, I just feel like it's time to put our collective foot down. Something has to give. It just has to. The educator exodus, I mean, it just can't continue for our country in order for our children and our communities and really our whole country to thrive. Teachers are a cornerstone of society, and they need to be valued and uplifted as such. Well, my guest today is a rare one-in-a-million soul, and I believe she really has part of the answer to uplifting and supporting teachers and to really building strong, solid, cared-for educator communities in schools everywhere, which the most awesome thing is it will also lead to so much more student success, joy, and thriving too. So today's topic is supporting the whole teacher, not just with, you know, occasional self-care talk or or teacher appreciation parties, but really and truly uplifting and supporting the whole teacher on a daily basis. I mean, how much joy does just the thought of that bring to your heart, right? <laughs> and whether you're a school leader, a district leader, a team leader, a teacher working to lead yourself in a positive direction, or whatever role you have in education, or even someone who isn't in education but cares about education, I know that what we're going to share here is going to spark ideas and takeaways that you can bring to your school community to make a real and immediate difference for the teachers and therefore the students, and because of that, really the whole community. So this hour together is important and really, really exciting, and I'm so thrilled that each one of you listening here with me, with us, are here to share in all of that uplifting and support. This is definitely one of those episodes where you may want to have a pen and paper at hand to jot notes. And I think it's also one to download that you're going to want to share with your school's leadership. Um, And now before I introduce my one in a million guests this evening, I want to make sure to kick off today's On the Right Road Giving Fund support for you. As always, I'll have giveaways throughout the whole show. I'm even going to add bonus giving to each giveaway. And if you listen all the way to the end, (laughs) I've also got a bonus bonus giveaway. So you can participate for that too. So to start, today's first On the Right Road giveaway is of course open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today, Sunday, October 20th. 23rd, 2022. And first, I want to make sure to mention um, this episode's code word, which is the word support. So for those of you who may be new to On the Right Road, here's the giveaway scoop. Um, This episode's giveaways will be posted on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this evening, again, Sunday, October 23rd, 2022, during our usual 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, quote, live show hour, okay? If you're listening earlier today via the on-demand link, totally fine. Just know that the show's giveaways won't be posted until this evening's live airing hour, but... You can still participate for them no matter when you're listening to the show today. Just pull up our Right Road Kids Facebook page and refresh it to see each giveaway when I post it. Again, during that 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern hour, I'll be posting them in the real time that the show will be airing on Voice America Empowerment's live feed then. So just follow the easy entry details included in each giveaway post, plus also make sure to add that code word support 
to each of your entry comments because that lets us know that you, you've listened or you're listening today and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway for bringing fun and smiles into kids and teachers' days, because fun is one of the things my guest confirms just has to be included in school days in some way, shape, or form to uplift the whole teacher and, of course, students as well. So I have six Bic Retro Four Color Pen Packs. These are my absolute favorite go-to pens. I literally have them within arm's length no matter where I look because they just add a bit of choice and fun, even to things like uh, nonprofit paperwork and paying bills. And I also have six 60-count scented bookmark scents. They are so fun for kids in classrooms. They're like uh, smellerific. <laughs> Plus, I'm going to add four Starbucks gift cards that won't even be shown in the giveaway picture because I literally just added them to this giving fund to add even more support for you. So there will be 16 educator recipients as part of this giveaway and each will receive a big colored pen set, a big set of scented bookmarks or a Starbucks gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page this evening when the giveaways will be posted during that 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern hour. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post and remember Remember to also type tonight's code word support as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the live airing of the show this evening, until 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 16 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and the Subaru Share the Love Promise for helping to make this giveaway possible. And you know this is just the first of the awesome giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you, so keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening today, Sunday, October 23rd, 2022, this show's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. And note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of today's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check that post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient, okay? And there will be lots and lots and lots and lots and tons of gift recipients from this special show. So uh, now without further ado, you guys, I get to reintroduce you all to my absolutely fantastic guest today. We have had so many truly extraordinary guests here on The Right Road. I love to keep up with them. And once in a while, I just have to ask someone back because their story has moved forward in such an inspiring direction and they have so much to share. Well, today is one of those days. Allison Apsey has been a guest previously on the show when we connected about the topic of serendipity in life and in education. And I'm thrilled that she's back again so we can dive into another focus that she's absolutely passionate about and that I'm passionate about. And that is, like I shared a minute ago, leading and supporting the whole teacher. Allison is truly an educational leader. Her focus is on creating need-satisfying school environments for students and staff where everyone feels seen and valued. Talk about a right road connection, right? She taught uh, grades three through eight before becoming an award-winning school leader, serving as principal for all K through 12 levels, as a state leader on the Michigan Elementary and Middle Schools Association, and as a district leadership coach. Allison also writes a blog called Serendipity in Education, and she's written several extraordinary books, including her latest that we'll be focusing on during our show today, Leading the Whole Teacher. Allison is also an associate with Creative Leadership Solutions, and she works with schools and districts and speaks at events across the country to improve leadership and performance at every level, from the classroom to the admin boardroom and everywhere in between. I've known Allison for a couple of years now, and she truly is a one-in-a-million educator, leader, and, and really human being with so much knowledge, insight, and inspiration to share. I'm honored that she's back here with us on The Right Road. Welcome back, Allison Apsey. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back. And um, Paula, your voice and your enthusiasm just makes me smile from ear to ear. So I'm so excited to, to spend this time talking about something that we both are so passionate about and I'm sure many of your listeners will connect with also. 
Oh, I, I just think, like I said, tonight is going to be, this show is going to be so important. And I actually have a feeling I'm going to be quoting your new book, Leading the Whole Teacher, a whole lot <laughs> during our time together oh. here. And I'd like to start with a section that I think really kind of summarizes what we're going to be focusing on. Um, you wrote in your book, quote, every teacher brings their whole self to school their dreams, their personal challenges, their hopes and fears, and their desires to be valued, to be connected, and to learn and grow. We have a duty to create school environments that can nurture every part of a teacher, of an educator, that can help them stay connected to their why, and that can fulfill their servant hearts. What a beautiful thing, Allison. So why is leading and supporting the whole teacher such a passion for you? So I got into administration really early in my career. So I just finished up my 19th year as a school principal. And so I've been able to walk alongside teachers and really learn what it means to support them and to help them do their best work. And really that looks different for each teacher. Um, And it's a passion of mine to create school environments that nurture the whole child But in order for that to happen, we have to have adults who feel like it's a need-satisfying environment and who feel fulfilled. So the idea is to overlay that concept of the whole child over the whole teacher and and just accept the reality that teachers are walking in. They're not robots. They are walking in um, with every piece of their being as they walk in the doors. And how can we build a school community that systematically supports all of those pieces. So it's through a lot of research, scholarly research, and and writing and, and conversations and tweets and all the, the research put together that helped me come up with the six components of leading the whole teacher. And when I read those components to teachers, you can just see them, like, visibly relax. Yes. And Some, it's like, like somebody hears them. They understand. Yes. Well, yes. well, and I think that step one, before we even get into the six steps, step one related to all of this, really for each educational leader, and maybe even for each teacher, you know, is to really take stock of how teachers are treated treated at your school. And this can be tough because it means an honest look has to be taken with an open heart and mind and ego has to be set aside. So how does a principal or district or grade level team leader or anyone who is a leader in any capacity in education go about this? I mean, how can someone best and realistically and with a real heart go about really seeing the truth and taking stock of how teachers are treated at their school. Right. Yeah, and it, and it takes some thick skin. Because right. I can tell you, even in my last principalship, um, working through discussions and questions with teachers, um, we always found areas for improvement. And we, I, I had to um, accept that there were some changes that I need to make, needed to make in my leadership and some changes to our school as a whole systemically. In, in the book, in that chapter about taking stock of yes. how teachers are treated in your school, I really use the structure of William Glasser's Five Basic Needs. And, and um, the idea, William Glasser created um, the concept of choice theory, and the idea is that all of behavior is purposeful, and we're always behaving to meet one or more of our five basic needs. And those needs are love and belonging, power, freedom, fun, and survival. So if we create a classroom or a school environment where people can meet their needs within the functions of what we do, they won't act against what we're trying to accomplish or the goals as they're trying to meet their needs. And a a good example of this is just using students. And if students are not able to meet their needs for love and belonging in the classroom, you're going to see a lot of side conversations or passing of notes, ways that they're going to figure out how to get connected to each other. Right. You know, could work with the functions of the classroom or against. And the same is true for teachers. Like, we're all people. We're all adults. So the educators in the building have to be able to meet their needs within the functions of what we do, or they're going to work to meet their needs outside of the functions of, of, of what we're asking them to do. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, and I... 
something that I really gleaned from the beginning part of your book is that I love that as a principal and leader in education, one of your favorite things to say to a teacher has been and is, you are a person to me first always. How does that one simple sentence open doors to that connection and help in big ways? I think it really contributes to establishing trust in our yes. relationship. So the the leader and the teacher. I always I mean we all have biases, we all have objectives that we're we're trying to accomplish and certainly if a teacher who is an all-star comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm thinking of becoming a realtor." Like my initial gut reaction is like, "No, don't." Right. Go. Um but if I overcome that and I say, you know what, you are a person to me first always. Talk to me about how you're making, working through this decision and how I can support you in that. And really right. putting aside my own objectives or, or you know, my own, um, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to accomplish and really focus on the teacher right in front of me. Well, and it takes away the defensiveness, you know, and it just opens the door for a real conversation to happen where the teacher feels valued and heard and listened to. And I think that's such a key. Well, now, again, your most recent extraordinary book, Leading the Whole Teacher, again, focuses on what you call those six components of the whole teacher. And, oh, my gosh, you share real strategies and ideas to make a school environment, one that truly nurtures educators. And... And what happens, like we've been talking about, when educators are uplifted and supported is that students benefit exponentially, too. So let's dive into and talk about those six components. The first is ensuring emotional safety for educators. And again, going with that theme of listening to them, a huge question you suggest asking teachers as a leader in education is, what might make a teacher feel safe at school? And the interesting thing is, it seems that the answers today might include things like um, school shootings, um, student violence, uh, children with extreme behavior challenges. But you've really found that some of the answers that consistently rise to the top might be very surprising to people. So what have you found to be teachers' top consistent answers? And kind of with those answers in hand, how can leaders help to make teachers feel safe at school? Right. Yeah, great question. So I've, I've asked this question of groups of educators across the country in my own school where I was a principal, but also when I visit other schools or districts or if I go to conferences, I've asked leaders, so principals, I've asked teachers, and it, it is interesting because there is a common thread, and this thread is common pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, now as we're in like this using air quotes, like post-pandemic, it's the same. And the, the things that rise to the top are judgment and gossip. Those Gosh. are the things that, that educators say make them feel unsafe at school. And I asked this at the height of COVID, and I asked this, you know, around times when um, school shootings were more prevalently in the news, and yet that still, that's the answer that, that rose to the top. So then you ask a great what? question. So what do we do with this information? Well, first right. of all, it would, I, I use a word, or a word cloud tool like Mentimeter to ask this question because as the answer, as the word is used more frequently, it becomes larger in the center. And it just creates this really powerful graphic for the group to take a look at of when they answer that question. So then the follow-up question is, which of these do we have control over? What do we have influence over or what do we have no control over? And there, there are right. some things like societal things that we don't, or COVID, you know, things like that we don't have control over. But, but the things that are big and in the center, the, the judgment and the gossip, we certainly have either control over or influence over. And once the right. staff defines that, here are the things that make us feel, could make us feel unsafe that we have control or influence over, then you can create an action plan. And a simple idea is like, well, if gossip's a big issue in the school, you could come up with a common response if someone's starting to gossip. Like you could, everybody could agree they're going to respond with, I wonder how so-and-so would feel about that or some kind of verbiage that would make it comfortable um, and 
more of a systematic approach to addressing gossip in the workplace. And then, of course, um, another pillar is relationships. So that there has to be a strong foundation of relationships also because people are gossiping for a reason. They're trying to connect. So right. let's support them in connecting in another way, and then let's address the problem behavior with compassion but also honesty. Oh, that's just, it's so wonderful. That is such a wonderful starting point to actually, you know, it it just, it's shocking that gossip and bullying with everything that's going on in the world and, you know, those kind of things are the things that are, you know, not feeling teachers, making teachers feel not good at school. And and Mm -hmm. they're, they're, controllable we can they can be managed they can be you know and it doesn't even have to be a big profound you know common response thing it can be something fun so that everybody immediately clicks oh yeah we're not going to do that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I just think this it's the starting on the road to success with all of this so okay the second component of leading the whole teacher is helping teachers feel valued and piece of that can certainly be the annual Teacher Appreciation Week parties and celebrations, but the key is a whole lot more. It's about building a foundation of value really throughout the whole year. And you write about um, teacher appreciation all year long, teacher appreciation just because, celebrating wins big and and small. And one of the hundred takeaways to me from this particular chapter was highlighted by a Dolly Parton quote you shared, which is, (laughs) quote, if your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. And related in a big way, one of the highlights that you also tie back um, to the question of what makes a teacher feel unsafe at school is when you ask that feeling unsafe question at a conference, one of the most common answers had to do with evaluation and how that can be one of the biggest deflators for teachers. So what is the approach school leaders should take regarding teacher evaluations? I think we should flip it on its head and use it as an empowerment tool where we are just showing up in teachers. They don't have to plan for us. We're just showing up in their classrooms, and we are looking for the amazing things that they're doing. Right. And then... We're having feedback conversations within 24 hours so that we can have that face-to-face conversation. And we can ask the teacher, what are your thoughts? In which ways do you want to grow? And how can I support you? And, of course, there may be areas where we see the teacher needs to to grow or develop. And we can weave that in. But we're leading with strengths. We're looking for their strengths. And then we're supporting them in their areas for growth and next steps whether it be an area they identify or an area we suggest. So just flipping it on its head where it's this goes from being this scary thing to being this like, oh, actually, it actually feels kind of good to, to have the observation and evaluation right. because you're looking for good things in me. Oh, that is the key. You're looking for the good. I have, you know, I visited so many schools over the years sharing the Right Road programs. And, you know, I, I'll often walk by a door and see an observation happening. And you can tell they're looking for the bad. Look for the good. Oh, my gosh. And then lead with how do you feel about this? How do you want to grow? And then weave in the, you know, maybe the things that, oh, I love this. Oh, so positive. Okay, so the third leading the whole teacher component is building positive relationships. And, you know, you've, you you touched upon this a little, but I really want to dive in, in deeper. You, sh- you share in your book that personally you've been happiest in workplaces where there were good relationships among the staff and that it was so helpful you, to learn that early on. You know, that, that it wasn't always what you did that equated to enjoying your jobs, but rather who you worked with. I, enough can't be said about this. And a huge helpful aspect of fostering positive staff relationships that you share is the importance of everyone knowing each other's core values and determining your school's core values. So in a nutshell, Allison, what are core values and what is the importance of knowing each other's and then establishing them also for the school? So the, the the way that I relearned about core values was through Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. 
and she talks about the importance of sharing what you're, understanding what your core values are and then sharing them. Yes. And I was I was listening to that for the second time um, on audiobook one summer, and I thought, gosh, I don't know what my core values are. So if you go to Brene Brown's website, she has a list of core values that are available there, and you can jot some more, or you can use whatever list you find. But right. the exercise that she suggested was really simple. You identify 10, and that's really speak to you. That could be your core values. Then whittle that list down to five, and then whittle that list down to two to identify the two core values. And um, I'm going to share mine and then just talk about how sharing that how as a leader really can impact relationships in the school and then can open the door to teachers sharing them with each other. So my right. two core values I discovered are integrity and making a difference. And it's interesting because integrity played itself out in, in very interesting ways during the mandates of COVID. I am a person who we, we do what we say and we say what we're going to do. Yes. And if we say there's going to be masks at school because the CDC says, or whatever the case is, this right, is not right. a political slant. This is, we, this is what we said we're, we have to do to, to keep everybody safe, and this is what we are going to do. And, and, that, and I think it was really important for staff to understand that that comes from this core value where, you know, the, the media was portraying the, you know, that controversy so differently. But for me, um, that's where it comes from. And then the other part is making a difference. And it, it certainly was important to make a difference in the lives of the educators at my school and students and families. And, but it also explains why I have this passion for writing and for working with groups of educators across the nation, why I'm, I'm talking with you tonight, that it is part of my core being to try to help make a difference in the lives of as many people as possible. And well, so just and, thinking about like, oh, go ahead, Paul. No, well, and, and knowing each other's core values, I, that's why it's so important to mm-hmm. share them because when we know each other's, somebody else might have two completely different core values. And that explains, oh, that's why when I say this, they respond that way. So, oh, I just need to, you know, look at their perspective. And then when you know them for your school, you can, ha- you can build relationships in ways that you just can't if you don't know where everybody's coming from. So I don't, I I hate to like rush through this, but I want to get through your entire, (laughs) all the points here, because this is, this is life changing for schools and for educators. So stay with me, Allison. I have so many more questions for you. But first, I want to give away a whole bunch of your absolutely awesome latest book. You donated some and I bought some more and I'm adding some bonus giving to this giveaway too. So here's tonight's second On the Right Road giveaway. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have 10 copies of Allison Apsey's inspirational, insightful, and incredibly helpful must-read Leading the Whole Teacher book. I was talking to Right Road team member Marcy about it a few days ago, and I told her outright that I think it's a book that I believe every educator should read. It truly has life-changing answers to the gigantic need for teacher uplifting and support. Plus, I have four more Starbucks gift cards to add to this giving fund too, and these bonus cards won't be pictured because I'm just adding them during the show now, so don't worry if the picture doesn't show them. So there will be 14 educator recipients, and each will receive a Leading the Whole Teacher book or a Starbucks gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, um, when this one pops up during tonight's 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. hour, okay? And follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word support as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway. And this one will be open until just after the end of tonight's live airing of the show until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Jumbo thanks to Allison for donating five copies of her books, her book. And big thanks as well to Legiliner for helping to make this very special giveaway possible. So, Allison, diving right back into this oh-so-important topic of leading and supporting the whole teacher, you share that the fourth component of doing it successfully is protecting healthy workloads. And this Mm -hmm. is one where I know educators are probably rolling their eyes because everyone tells them to not take work home and to practice self-care, but until someone has, you know, really walked in a teacher's shoes, I don't know 
if there is a way to fully understand how complicated those seemingly simple guidelines are. Uh, The work is always endless, and time and money and resources for self-care are often not realistic. So again, in a nutshell, because we could talk about this one topic for an hour alone, Allison, but in a brief nutshell, how can school leaders really and truly help protect teachers' workloads? It was interesting as I was researching this concept and I put together a blog post and I put it out there and I asked just questions on on social media and in uh, discussions that I had that there were many teachers who said, you know, Allison, it's not really the workload. Like I can correct the papers. I can do the planning. But what's really just weighing me down right now is the worry load. Yes. I worry about everything. So that was really powerful as we, we looked at it. So there's, in that chapter, in this chapter, there is um, quite a lengthy sec- section on emails because emails can be the bane of our existence. Like I just <laughs> saw a TikTok video of a teacher joking how she goes through her emails and deletes them if they're group emails or they're too long or whatever. It, and there are tips in this chapter to email to inspire rather than baffle people. And then there's also a section of um, seven reasons why not to send emails on weekends because we all definitely roll our eyes when we get that email on Saturday night that says, I hope you're enjoying your weekend and don't look at this until Monday morning. And, of course, we feel like we have to look at it Saturday night if it's sent on Saturday night. Um, But beyond that, you know, just ways to support educators just to take that worry weight off their shoulders. When we have a healthy workload, we have space for creativity and connection, and we feel like we're in charge of our time, where if we want or to take work home on the nights or weekends to get caught up, because that's going to be self-care for us at that particular time, that's okay, but healthy is that it's a choice. Well, and I love that Let's get rid of the worry workload, the worry load, because that is, it's probably 75% of it. I love that focus. Oh my gosh. So now that I'm I'm jumping ahead here because I want to get through all these, Allison. So the fifth component of leading the whole teacher is giving teachers a seat at the decision-making table. And yes, 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 yes. This is so key. And sadly, it's so often not done or even considered. I, I honestly don't think it's a, an exaggeration to say that in maybe 90 plus percent of cases in many schools, decisions are literally thrust upon teachers, often at the last minute mm-hmm. with expectations that they'll implement them immediately with no time to understand why or how. And then the next week, it can all happen all again. And the thing is, the teachers are the professionals with the most direct insight into what's needed for their students, but they rarely are even asked or consulted regarding all these decisions that affect their entire work and their students' lives. This is a huge ingrained problem in our educational system as a whole. So, Allison, what are a couple of ways that admins and leaders can really give teachers a seat at that oh-so-important decision-making table? Yeah, when we look at educational research, we know that um, teacher estimates of student achievement, so teachers having accurate estimates of student achievement, has really um, uh, a significant impact on student achievement if they're accurate, high estimates of student achievement. Right. I, I think the same thing is the case for administrators, that administrators need to believe that teachers, um, they're they have valuable input. Right. That they do have wisdom and knowledge. Um, because often it's like a, it's a group of really smart people locked away in a, in a room, a boardroom maybe, making really important decisions and, and vetting a lot of different possibilities. But the problem is they don't have people in the room who have feet on the ground that can give them a valuable perspective of what life is really like. Right. So I think it's first important to recognize that teachers belong at the decision-making table. And then the second part is that there are many roles in the decision-making process. So giving input on what actually is this the problem we're trying to solve. Are we solving the right problem? And oh. vetting and piloting options, um, determining implementation barriers. So if there is a decision that was made and teachers weren't involved in it, um, can we at least give them a voice in talking with us about some 
some proactive problem solving before the whatever the, the resource or tool is implemented. And, and we're seeing this across the nation because we want to fix all of the problems that we feel like the pandemic caused, and we want to fix them yesterday. Right. But we have to focus. We cannot do everything all at once. And when we speed through things, we get bad results, yes. and that's when we don't get teacher input. So if we can slow down and focus on really doing an outstanding job on two or three initiatives and really getting teacher input and voice involved so that we can do it right, um, we have a chance of making some significant improvement. Well, and when they're asked, I mean, we all know this as human beings, when we're asked for our input, it's a completely different meeting. It's a completely different vibe. It's a completely different setting. There's people feel uplifted when they're asked. So, uh, oh, yes, please, everybody give teachers a seat at that decision making table. Well, and, and the sixth component is fostering continuous educator growth. And interestingly enough, I was just speaking with a a previous On the Right Road guest about this. The timing of things can be so incredible. (laughs) She's an ADHD expert, and she travels the country like you do, Allison, sharing PD programs and classes with schools and districts everywhere. And she was sharing with me how she she needs to change up her programs and the time she allots to things like travel because she can only do so many of the exact same program. She said that she needs to be able to grow as an educator and human being, as we all do, and not just mm-hmm. kind of be on remote control with the same lesson or presentation day after day. Everyone needs room and opportunity to bloom and, like you said, be creative and grow in their work, in their daily lives, and just as human beings. When we're happy and excited and joy-filled um, and feeling like we're growing, it's so interesting that burnout and overwhelm and exhaustion tend not to be overwhelming issues. And I think this is all overlooked far too often for teachers. So Allison, what is, you know, maybe maybe one, the, the most important or the most, the thing that pops in your mind first, a way that leaders can help nurture time and space growth, you know, in educators' lives? Ask teachers how they want to learn and grow, and then give them opportunity to inspire each other. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. That's it's so it's, a lot of this is just common sense, but somehow things get involved in all these big meetings and everything, and that common sense is just not prevalent. You know, I love that. Well, and I know you know of what you speak because you have been in the teaching trenches and you've been in the leadership trenches in education for, for many years. And I know everything you've shared here has come from personal, compassionate experience with just a mountainous love for teachers and students. Um, The six-component approach, even though we've kind of gone quickly through it just because of the constraints of the hour of the show, um, but it truly works. And you've seen firsthand how it can be incredibly successful, right? So could you just for a moment, Allison, share your personal experience regarding the success of leading the whole teacher approach? Right. Yes, yes. Um, it is really, as you could hear, and in, in we're talking about asking teachers, getting teachers involved. It's yes. really this reciprocal, trusting, honest, open relationship. It's really about communication and being intentional. And, and it's really important right now that we look at systemic changes that, yes. can, that can last. So this, this, the six pillars of leading the whole teacher are really a framework for districts to begin discussions. And, and I think it would be incredible if a school, a principal led a school staff in a book study on leading yes. a teacher. And if you do that, listener, please get a hold of me and invite me because I will zoom in. But I just think oh. it would be such a great opportunity for them to look at, like, where are the strengths? Where are our strengths as a school community? And where are the opportunities to grow because even in environments where teachers are like, you know, I'm, I, I'm pretty good. I hear these horror stories. That's not me. I'm pretty good. Well, pretty good is not good enough. Pretty good mm-hmm. is not good enough from our student perspective. Like we want you to thrive right. as educators in our schools. So let's see where we can ha- enhance the environment to create an environment where you're, you know, running to get in the school doors. I and mean, that's kind of tongue in cheek. I know that. Um, but, Instead of like running to get out at the end of the day, but that you're 
excited and feeling fulfilled. I love that visual. You want to be running in instead of wanting to run out. Oh, I love that. Well, and at the end of your book, you share a quote by Sam Levinson who wrote, and I'm going to quote, as you grow older, you will discover you have two hands, one for helping yourself and one for helping others. And I think the key here, especially for educators with such giving hearts, is that it's just as important to take care of yourself as it is to take care of others. And I love that you talk about taking a wellness pause. Um, Will you share with us what that is and how a wellness pause can be of such tremendous benefit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So self-care is important. Taking care of ourselves is important. I love the idea of thinking about it more in terms of personal wellness than um, self-care because I think self-care has gotten a little bit of a bad rap as in it's something to add to our to-do list. So taking a wellness pause is just pausing and recognizing that when we're, we're, we're emotionally unregulated or we're not feeling the way that we want to feel, we're just off. So you yeah. pause and you ask yourself three questions, which is, what do I need or want right now? What can I do to get that? And how will I feel in 30 minutes if I make that choice? So that, that last question is an impetus for action because yes. we re- hopefully we'll recognize I'm not going to feel better in 30 minutes unless I make a different choice right now. And then the answers um, in this wellness pause could fall into one of those five categories of you might need processing time. You might need some validation, like your feelings are valid or that your work is valid and important. You might need comfort or distraction. And for me, that's HGTV. You might need inspiration. (laughs) So listening to On the Right Road with um, Paula Phillips. Uh, Or you might need empowerment, which, you know, maybe like cleaning your house or making your bed or something like that would help you feel empowered and back in control. So that's the idea of the wellness pause. It's just asking those three questions and really deciding which of these choices would really help me right now. I love this. And I think this would be a great use in classrooms, too. I think teachers and leaders, educational leaders, everybody, you know, jot these three questions down. What do I need or want right now? What can I do to get that? And how will I feel in 30 minutes if I make that choice? Make it into a poster. Maybe I'll, you know, we should make it into a right road poster, Allison, that they can, you know, print out and download. Because this is a key here for everybody, you know, instead of running around like a chicken with your head cut off, if you can take that pause and it just, you, like you said, you re-regulate everything and you can move forward in positivity instead of being bogged down. So Allison, this time has gone by by, by way too quickly. I, I want to talk for five more hours, but do you have a final <laughs> one minute inspirational message for all of our wonderful Right Road Educator friends listening? Yes. I, I do want to um, say that the, the book is called Leading the Whole Teacher, and um, the main audience is leaders, but I want to let teachers know that I created a self-advocacy guide that you can find on com because I want every educator to know that you don't have to wait for anyone before you begin this journey of having an environment that is going to fulfill you. And have an enriched environment where you can um, meet your goals as an educator, fulfill your why. So I just encourage teachers to um, check that out on my website and even just work with a group of colleagues on how you can support each other. Um, So I just, I hope that leaders grab a a hold of the book, grab a hold of the ideas. And I also encourage anyone just to, to reach out to me with any questions or to connect. Oh. Thank you so much, Allison. I mean, you are just so genuine and so you're a, you're like a bright light and such an extraordinary oh. gift to education and to the world. And I'm so grateful that you came back to share your heart and your knowledge with us here again on The Right Road. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such such a pleasure. Oh, and I want to make sure you all know how you can easily connect with Allison. She is so, like she's shared a couple times, she's so open to connecting with you. Um, So to connect with her, to learn more about her wonderful work, to order her fantastic books, or to contact her about coming to your school or district or event, just go to her serendipity and education website at allisonapsey.com. And her name is spelled A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. 
A-P-S-E-Y. Again, that's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-A-P-S-E-Y.com. And as I always want to make sure to do, thank you so much to our On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, Subaru, and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Leggy Liner, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And as I always like to kind of wrap things up with, I've got a nugget from my heart that you can take with you into the rest of the school year relating to the whole area of truly uplifting and supporting teachers. Um, Thinking about all that's needed regarding uplifting and supporting our country's educators to get the whole situation back on track is beyond overwhelming. Um, Thinking of all the decision-making levels and committees and meetings makes it seem impossible But like Allison just shared, anything is possible with the right approach. And I think the most helpful and realistic approach to creating effective and lasting change regarding all of this teacher support is not to wait, like Allison just shared, for everyone to have those millions of meetings, to discuss it all over and over again with with maybe nothing changing or happening. I think, like Allison thinks, the answer is to pick one thing to start with at your school or even in your own personal life, and that add another each week. You don't have to feel pressure or stress and figure out everything in a day or a week. The key is just to start. And the teachers will see and feel what's happening in your school or district will be on the road, uh, on the right road to being a teacher-supported one. And I can't encourage you enough. Um no matter what your job is at your school, to get Allison Apsey's Leading the Whole Teacher book. I know we just scratched the surface tonight, um, but in addition to all of the awesome information and ideas that she shares throughout the whole book, at the end of each chapter, she includes ideas to implement tomorrow and questions for collaboration and reflection. So the book is really a roadmap for how to make your school and district one that is truly teacher-supporting. I mean, after reading her book, I told my husband, I told Marcy, I told other Right Road team members that I really think this book holds the key to what needs to happen in our country in terms of building a real strong foundation of teacher support. And that's exciting, you know, that there's this kind of resource out there. So I just really hope this whole hour together has been a wonderful support to you personally and that it has spurred and sparked ideas and ways that you can be a leader in supporting your educator community and ways that you can share with the leadership at your school or district. Um, building a foundation of teacher support is is possible, and it can start today. And again, how exciting is that? Uh, it just it can change the whole trajectory of your days, of your school year, of your calling, of your career, of your life. Um, So guys, go out and get Allison's book, Leading the Whole Teacher. It's just, it really is life-changing. And uh, this hour is just zooming to a close, and I do have a bunch more giving fun and support for you this evening. Um, Remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the super long list of recipients from all of today's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient, okay? So this giveaway number three tonight is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have 10 wonderfully colorful and inspirational appreciation card sets. These are awesome. Each set has lots and lots and lots of beautiful cards. And here's the thing. Writing personal notes is almost a lost art, and yet it's something my guest highlights and I totally believe in as a way to truly show appreciation for teachers and everyone. I mean, we all know what a difference a personal note can make. Um, And I'm adding four more Starbucks gift cards to this giveaway, too, even though those won't be shown in the giveaway picture. I just want you guys to feel so much support. So there will be 14 educator recipients, and each will receive a wonderful appreciation card set to help spread appreciation at your school or a Starbucks gift card, which can also be used to spread appreciation at your school. So to enter, just go to our Right Word Kids Facebook page, follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include uh, today's code word support 
as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in today's other giveaway entries, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show this this evening's live airing of the show, okay? Until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. Once again, gigantic thanks to Allison Apsey for being my absolutely wonderful guest here on The Right Road. Thank you to Marcy for her always fantastic behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Aaron and crew, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of The Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you've listened all the way to the end here, here's today's special bonus gift opportunity. I have six surprise amount Amazon gift cards. Each is worth between $20 and $100. And each is going to come in a really cool gift card wallet, not a sleeve, an actual mini gift card wallet. Special thanks to Nair for the gift card wallets. I have one. I don't know what I did before I had it because my gift cards would be all over the place. And now I've got them in that one wallet that I carry with me. I love it so much. So If you're listening now and would like to enter for these bonus gift card slash gift card wallet gift drawings, just email me. This is one of my On the Right Road email giveaways. Email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. That's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org. Put the code sentence. There's a code sentence for this one. Leading the whole teacher which is the title of Allison's awesome book. Again, that's Leading the Whole Teacher. Put that in the subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And include your school, city, and state in the body of the email so I know you're an educator. And then you'll be entered for all six of these Amazon bonus gift card drawings, okay? As always, you guys, this avail- this episode is available to listen to or download for free, so you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed, or you can download it to save or share with your educator friends, with your leadership team, with your district. Oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear this, I think. And between our live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, Instagram page, via email, and on our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, everybody, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. You are amazing and appreciated just because you're you. And the Right Road team and I will keep on keeping on doing everything we can to be of support to the whole educator and person that you are. I love and appreciate you all so much. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.